I got I had someone after Money Dance came out, someone hit me up, like giving me the full spiel, bro. He started off with like, yo, I I think I like what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, like I'm guessing you're talking about my music, but like, yeah, I'm like uh, thank you. What what did you hear? He's like, yo, that money dance track, but yo, I looked at your stuff. You got a great personality. You're very likable. Um, I really think you have a lot of potential and you could be a very powerful influence. And I'm like, all right, this is sounding weird. Okay, so <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. He goes, No, for real. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, so I'm now I'm like, I know this is going left. It's got to. <laughs> but I'm like, how long is it before he's actually gonna fucking come out? So like finally I'm like, bro, what? Like what what do you I, he's like, I think I can help you. I'm like, what? Like, what do you want to help me with? I think I can introduce you to the people that all of your favorite rappers have made relationships with. And that is the reason. Anyone you've ever looked up to or who has made money, they did this exact thing. So I would like to introduce you to the Brotherhood of the Illuminati. Another episode of A1 Live Podcast. And I, I got the dope MC with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go, we gonna throw the bloopers in later on so y'all can see why we laughing. <laughs> I got I got an amazing MC, lyricist, man, uh uh songwriter. The music is dope, man. I, I was drifting off into your music uh for for the past couple of days, honestly, bro, you know, just you know, doing my due diligence and doing my homework, bro. The music music is amazing, amazing artist, amazing individual. I got Red Simpkins on the A One Lab podcast. What up, my G? <laughs> hey man, I appreciate it. Now we're gonna have a nice B real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, let's get right off into it. Let's get right off into it, man. For real, cause cause the track is dope, man. I wanna, I, I really wanna get it off into the uh uh. Uh, money dance with you and John Connor. The yeah. track is hella dope, and you were mentioning uh about John Connor um uh, going to full sale because I go to full sale myself. And then you said you were in L.A. for about a year, and then you, yeah, pick up, pick up. You, you was in so, yeah. L.A. So that so when I was in L.A., we were um it was like it was the only portion of my life where I was I would say I was actually a professional rapper. I was signed to an independent label. Um, so prior to that, you was just, you know, playing with the, were you even writing music at all? You say that's when you actually took yourself uh, serious as a professional rapper. But prior to that, were you even writing at all or? or no, all right. So I, I should, I should have said that a little differently. That was the only time I was a paid professional rapper. Got you. Got you. I mean, that dude made a difference. Written, I've written, like, that was the only point in my life where, like, that was all I did for money. Mm -hmm. That portion of time, and it was dope, great experience. Um, obviously, uh, moved on from that, but um, I wrote and record music. I wrote my first, I would say, rhyme in like sixth grade. Mm. Got like never recorded or anything. You know, I was just messing around, and then I got like halfway through the verse and realized I was just like quoting songs. <laughs> so okay, okay, yeah, yeah, as yeah. A sixth grader, I was like, ah, oh, man, that was cool, but like, it got real frustrating. And I've always liked writing too. So I knew it was going to come back to it. And then 
high school is when I first started like real, really writing songs with like with an intention to record them, and then started recording, released a CD in high school, like charging five bucks out of our backpack and got enough to buy like a better microphone, like mm. and stuff, and then from there just kind of hit college and started battling. So then got on that. So I've always been doing the music, started off writing and all. Yeah, and and I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into okay. that part because when I was doing my research on YouTube, it was some stuff that I found out that I didn't even know that like, you know, I'm a fan of that world. So we're gonna get off into that. Okay, and yeah, I, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So all right, fast forward, 2006, Connor's at full sale. We become friends, um, start collaborating then. 2014, I'm in LA. He's linked up with Aftermath. And um, would get to like hang out with him, hear his music, have him just like drop all the knowledge he's learning through this whole process. Jeez. And then, you like 2019, late 2019, early 2020, we kind of relinked, started talking more. He was working on SOS at the time. Okay. Then said he was, he's like, yo, let's go, let's do a track. So, like, I'd been recording at home for the first time. Uh, bought like a little setup and I was just dropping ideas idea. And I'd leave like an open verse on it. So then this one, I was like, all right, Connor, what do you think of this one? And he just like sent an email back 48 hours later with the verse and shit. And it was like, all right. All right. But did it work? Did it work out co cohesively like that? Because you know, sometimes you, you will have a record and it will be an open verse and you'll have somebody in mind and then when they send back the record, you'd be like, ah, it, it didn't go like how I thought it would go. Yeah. It, 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 it was just spot on like that? Well, so, like, you know, I had a handful of tracks. And I, I, I'm super analytical when it comes to the music. I love the process. I love, like, the way you can put stuff together, the arrangement. And I'll, I, like, dude, like a lot of artists, I beat myself to death listening to what, whatever I recorded latest is, like, my favorite shit, you know? Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> analyze it but that's also how i make my my notes on it because i the first temp time i record something is usually not the version that ends up coming out because i'm okay. gonna go back to like even if it's a small word or a syllable or like the way i said something like anything it'd be like listen listen all right cool so i've been listening to that one for a while and there was a couple other ones and i was like like also like you know connor and i are boys but i know like you said everyone's got a lot of stuff going on so like he's saying he wants to get on a verse. I'm I'm going through like what I have ready. Yeah, yeah. Luckily that one was in the batch. And shouts to Lero, man. Lero's all the way over in France. He made the beat. Like I linked through the internet. I've never even met him. Okay. Like we talked a bunch and stuff like that. And he's a great guy. He made the beat. And he's a more like EDM dub trap. And he's probably gonna like say something to me after this because I probably didn't say that correct because i'm like <laughs> it's to be the genres and all the different meshing of everything but like that's his wheelhouse and then he sent me this batch of beats and for rapping reasons this was like the last one he was like oh that's not really finished like da, da, da. and i was like that's the one bro like for rapping it was just way more open like the thing with the edm stuff it's awesome but like there's the way a lot of people produce it there's only a small portion that is yeah. really like you could intend to rap over yeah and you're yeah. building up to like a drop or something so yeah, he said, yeah. i was like he's like so oh, many like, layers so many build-ups and yeah. yeah and he's like it's not finished and i'm like bro unless you're gonna just like add some accents to it he's like i was like just let us record something give yeah. it back to you so like yeah. that was the thing like i had that one i usually would like probably fine-tune it a little more and if i had time i'd be like 
all right, even do something new with the intention of the collaboration. Yeah. But for here, I was like, throw this shit's fire. I think I killed it. Connor, I know is going to, at the very least, write the hardest verse ever. Yeah. You know, and if he doesn't fuck with it, no problem, man. Let me get, some, let me get something different for you. Yeah. But for, like I said, bro, I sent it 48 hours later. Hey, bro, check it out. See what you think. And I'm like, we're, we're good. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever been in a situation like that? Where, like, let's say like a, a person like John Connor, he sent you the verse back and you like, damn, I got to go rewrite my verse. Like, have you ever been in one of those type of situations? Yes. Yes, for sure. And <laughs> like with songs that like someone, cause I, I say lyric wise, I'm pretty damn consistent. It's always going to be at least a, a certain level of complexity and thought put in it. But like mm. angles, I think are big too. And like if I write a verse and then some, the collaborator or whoever else is hopping on it comes with a verse and the, the perspective and the angle is just like totally different than what I do. I'm like, that's what'll make me step back and be like, damn, bro, I didn't even like think of spinning it that way or like yeah. anything like that. So that to me, is more than the actual like lyric for lyric type shit. Like someone who comes with like a crazy angle or just a whole different way about a verse. That'll make me like, oh shit. <laughs> have you got have you guys considered doing a like a little EP, like a whole little EP, maybe a whole project? We haven't actually talked about it, but I like that idea. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I like I like how y'all, you know, that's a nice little uh that's a nice little team up. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that um, we do have a couple other tracks. You know, I mean, what's crazy is when we filmed that, uh, the music video for it, Fluid, who is one of my main producers, mm -hmm. he brought out like a, a mobile recording setup, like to the point where like he didn't have anything for like an open room. So he went like out to a guitar center mid vacation mm -hmm. to go like buy this piece of equipment. And he brings, he's like, I just want to be ready in case connor and everyone feel like rapping yeah and and bro it didn't take anything and it was amazing like i remember we were finishing a scene outside we're like oh, we're gonna go get this other room ready and in the 30 minutes like i was gone doing that all of a sudden i hear connor what sounds like connor rapping in another room and i'm like hold up it's, like, well, <laughs> it's not like a, someone playing a song it's him with headphones on in the corner recording a verse mm -hmm. and this dude doesn't write I've mm -hmm. always been amazed with that. Wow. Okay. He like he doesn't write. He goes like bar for bar. All right, hold up. Yeah. Right, back in, boom. And it's dude, it was amazing. I had a lot of childhood friends that were out there with their families that were a part of the video. And like my my buddy uh Spoon has two sons. And dude, they're just sitting there getting this experience of like seeing this pure hip hop moment that getting like, front row seats yeah to an amazing show you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so like in between scenes connor dropped like another verse of the year over <laughs> so i mean we got a couple man it, it could definitely happen that would be that's <laughs> i would love to hear it man you 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 got a, a very lengthy career man is there a particular moment where you feel like you've really arrived as a successful artist There's been moments for sure, but like I still, I've only really released two albums as a solo artist throughout my whole career. One of them 
on streaming platforms. The other one is, uh, I guess, Bandcamp is streaming, but just in, as opposed to traditional. And like, I, I truly feel like I've robbed myself of releasing stuff and letting people like enjoy it. But I've also saved myself this chance to like still have that moment of like people know me, they know of me, but they don't. It's not like I still walk in. I can walk into a room and not a single person know who the hell I am. I'll get on a microphone. And after that, it's like that joy of like the whole room being like, oh, shit, he does that. Absolutely. And he's not playing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um. I mean, I have small moments, man, but I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself too. Like yeah. I'm very competitive and like, it's a gift and a curse. Cause you start keeping score with everything and it really, it gets draining, man. I mean, as, as, as all artists are, and especially artists that really, you know, really, uh, take to heart their craft. You know what I mean? Like we, we, you know, like you just said earlier, as far as it might be, I'm, I'm, I might not have wanted to say this word like that and somebody else heard it but no nah, that's fire but you know yeah. how it was supposed to you know what I mean? you know how it was supposed to sound it's like yeah you don't I, at this point you don't even try to explain it <laughs> like, no, i understand you don't see but like in my head that is that's not yeah what yeah and it's going and until i change that it's gonna fuck with me you know what I mean? <laughs> right nuts yeah, you talked about battle rap, man. I was doing my homework. I noticed that you uh you had a few battles on grind time. Like and 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 you know, I've been a uh I've been a supporter and a watcher of all the all the different, you know, platforms, especially grind time, especially what they were doing on the West Coast over there. Uh what do you think about the battle battle rap scene now and how it has evolved? You know, you got the KOTDs and the URLs, organic over there doing an amazing job with what he's doing with the Grand Prix uh tournaments. What do you feel about battle rapping the uh, the evolution of it today? Um, I mean, I love it. I love just like going down the rabbit hole on YouTube sometimes and just watching the classics, but then like hold on, this dude, like, and then seeing these newer battles where it's, like, one of those names I do recognize versus someone I don't recognize, and I'm, like, I know battle rap, like, you don't just get a big battle out of nowhere, so now it's, like, all right, I gotta see see what I think of this dude, see what what's, like, it's dope, man. I think the one thing, which I think is kind of, like, the natural evolution anyway, there's just so many leagues now. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So so it's almost like it gets saturated. That's not bad for the culture at all, but with anything, the more you get mm-hmm. a bit, you got to dig through it a little bit more mm-hmm. and find what you like and what. But I like it that it gives platforms. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and you can get and you can get paid off it way more than a recording artist. Yeah, yeah, you getting those big bags. You would you uh would you jump back in the ring? They come with that. They come with that, that 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 nugget, that chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think I would still have to earn that nugget, man. I don't think I don't think they'd be paying me that much out the gate. But, man, uh, you never. <laughs> I know, you know, but that's what I'm saying. So so yes, there are times where like I'm all about it. Like I'm talking like <laughs> weeks at a time where I'm just like, and you know the mind the wheels start turning and I'm like yeah. thinking like a battle rapper in the middle of the day I just like write some shit down I'm like I don't know <laughs> if I ever use that but that was pretty crazy yeah. um, but it's a different bro it's a whole different uh, mind frame it is it creating is. music you're trying to create a vibe a mood maybe some uh, what, something that you've been holding on to you're trying to let it out 
battle rap is an outlet as well but like you know, i don't know you, you i, I don't know if you, are you familiar with soul Khan? oh yeah he came back and he realized he like okay yeah this is a different game because remember when soul Khan was out he was that guy he was Shout that guy first grizzlemania in orlando soul Khan stayed at my apartment you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he was yeah. that guy, man. And when he came back, he was like, "Oh, okay, this is a different league." Like, it, like it's like it's almost like Patrick Ewing trying to come back and, and, and play in the game yeah. right now, or you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, these guys moving a little bit faster. I, you know what Absolutely. I mean? I keep... And also the people who like do it at such a high level. This next, it's now been out for what this platform, at least popular, 10, 15 years, probably about Plus. that. Absolutely. That's enough for a whole other generation to have witnessed all these dudes get better and better. And now yeah. that's like their introduction. Yeah. Like it was Yeah. Like there was a big line in the sand before. Mm-hmm. Either you're and they you know they had the tiers, top tier. Yeah, yeah, top right, right, right. Like <laughs> ranking shit. So like that yeah, that was like definitive. And now it's like, bro, so many people are good. Like yeah, yeah. You have options of where you want to go. Like you were saying, like organic and KOTD. Like that shit's fire as fuck. But like certain styles play better there, and then certain styles are gonna play better um, yeah. on other platforms. Yeah, yeah. And it's the people. Like one of my favorites is Pat Stay. Man, he can go. Uh, that, that's one of my favorites because and he can go on both like anywhere. He <laughs> and then to see him do compliment battles, yeah, like on his Instagram, be a father and like yep. be a normal dude, like with a personality and all, and still be able on stage be like the biggest asshole ever. Yeah, and yeah. just go for like just his. He turns red and just yeah. goes. It's yeah. like. And he's funny, bro. Like, yeah, funny. yeah. Like, to me, that's like he, the perfect he's one man. of those guys that just he got all the attributes. Like, you know what I'm saying? He got all yeah. the attributes. The, the, of course, the rhymes is there. He got the wittiness. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, yeah. he got the comedy in there a little bit. Then he can get serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he also uh, because delivers it and fucking like sells it so well. Mm-hmm. Like yep. he's just committed to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hella dope, man. Your latest full-length album. Curse of the Lucid Dreamer. Fire, bro. Fire. So right? You know what I'm saying? Do you first of all, before we get into the album, do you believe in like the lucid dreams and all of that? Like I, you know, I was watching something the other day where they was like, uh, but I ain't I ain't gonna get too much into the conspiracy, but do you believe in that the the the, the, the you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, bro, like that some shit is vivid. Like, okay. it's like, you feel like you experienced it. And okay. that's like the first side of it is like, I've had dreams. I've sold out a stadium. And like, since I've had the adrenaline feeling of being on stage and then I'm a very creative dreaming person, it's like, it translates. And it's like, this is what I think it would feel like to rock a stage. But like, I've thought about it so much and like built it up in my head that like this dream feels real. Yeah. Okay. But then the, the curse of it is like, that felt so real. That you almost get like a part of like the sense of accomplishment or like that good feeling. And then it's like you kind of like sit with that for a day or two instead of continuing on with your motivation to actually make that happen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the title track, uh, you got a bar that goes, I've officially been rhyming over half my half my life now. This music makes me whole. It consumes my lifestyle. Break that down for me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? What you meant? 
Well, so, like you said, I've had a, a pretty lengthy career. I'm 37 now. And, like, I was writing that. I started rapping when I was 17. And I was, I think I was 35 when I was writing that. So, like, it was a literal thing. But it was also, like, I was in the studio. And I was like, damn, I really have been doing it for this long. And now I literally have been rhyming more than, for longer than I than I been was alive when I started, is what mm-hmm. the that bar was. And then, Chris, you've been rhyming over half my life now, man. This music makes me whole. It consumes my lifestyle. So, like, I feel lost without it. Mm-hmm. But I also fucking let it dictate way too much of my life in the sense that um, the response, um, who's checking for what I'm doing, why I've been doing it for this long, and I've only gotten so far. Like, you know, I can sit around all day and like blame all these different things. But do but you also, let that? Do you do you let that hinder you? Like, let's say you're in the middle of making the next project, right? And then you start having these thoughts, like, okay, well. Last year I had fifteen. Like, like like last year my numbers was this. This year my numbers maybe you know five percent less than what it was last year. What am I doing? Like, do you you know what I'm saying? Do you have those moments to where you like ah oh, you know what I mean? Or Absolutely. do you just keep? Oh yeah, I mean definitely. I try to snap out of it because like I was saying earlier, like I, I just keep score too much, and that's like the day and age we're in with like the numbers and digital impressions and everything. It's all kept track of and all that. But like to snap out of it and just be like, am I like actually making a a good impression on people with my music? Like the people who do reach out and do fuck with what am I, what I'm doing? Am I taking the time to like, let them know I appreciate it Mm -hmm. and to keep them checking for me Mm -hmm. because like, obviously, yes, going viral would be awesome because then it gets people looking at you and then the rest of what you've done. But like, unless you've got the shit to back it up after that, that's just like a a lightning strike Mm -hmm. as opposed to like like any kind of longevity. So like, I feel I now have the stuff to back it up if something were to go viral. But like, I also like, I'm not betting on that. Like I'd love it to happen, but I just like, I'm, I'm more worried about the consistency of my content because that's where I get burnt out. And I get these weeks where I'm like, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to be so productive. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then like two weeks later, it's another like almost it's like, all right, I did that. And it's like, no, bro, you got to keep doing that and yeah. like, keep up with it. So that's my struggle is. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my, one of my friends told me that one time, you know, cause I was, I was the same way, you know, uh, I was so focused on, you know, uh, if you was really down with me, you should be reposting this and da da da. da. And they had to give me the, they had to, uh, you know, give me a reality check. Like, why not focus on the ones that are like that are rocking with you and that are, you know, uh, salute them. You know what I mean? Because those are the ones that you want to hone in on, and those are the ones that you want to, you know, appreciate. You got to appreciate the ones that is rocking with you and stop worrying about the ones that ain't. Because they're going to keep doing what they're doing. So I had to. You get to a certain point, people start rocking with you because other people rock with you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you keep getting those solid followers. Like, it's just it's that snowball effect. And then it's like it legitimizes you. And now people are like, oh, my friend knows about him. So I should know about him. Just 
hope that they keep checking. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and another bar you said, uh, finally free from my own devices. Can you talk about, can you talk about that? Talk about being free from your, I mean, you know, talk yeah. about what that meant to you, that bar meant to you. Cause it's, it's somebody out there. You could probably be helping somebody that's listening that they're, you know, they might be teetering from what, whatever it is. And you might be, be able to say something that, uh, you know, that'll get them over that hurdle, so to speak. Um, I mean, I think I felt from a, definitely a music side, I've been putting so much pressure on myself to finally release like a concise album. And this was like my chance to do it. This is the first song of this journey. And like, I was starting to feel like a little bit of weight was lifted. Like I was just okay. putting so much pressure on myself, um, putting so much weight into everything I was doing, but also like, already in my head coming to these conclusions before I'd even put the music out that this was going to do well, this wasn't going to do well, what if, and all this stuff, instead of just enjoying the process and knowing that if I felt that good in the moment when I made it, mm -hmm. I, should, I should feel that good about it when I put it out, no matter what anyone says. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I, at that point, like that was one of those songs that like literally he started fucking my fluid started messing with the sample and I had like 32 bars by the time he put drums on it. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't happen for me often. I usually get mm -hmm. political. It was one of those. And then I just felt like this verse was like pouring out of me and mm -hmm. it felt like a very freeing moment. It felt like a song, like the vibe of the song was perfect for it. Just setting the stage for this like whole journey for the rest of the album. So like my devices tend to be a lot of overthinking. Yeah. Yeah, biking myself out, just like yeah. these like irrational conclusions and stuff, and stop preventing myself from putting the work in, and then that's like my excuse is, ah oh, man, well it was gonna be crazy, and this could have happened, and that could have happened, and I've learned that you just gotta fucking do it. Yeah, you creating a re reality before the reality even happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's almost like you, 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 uh, cursing your manifestation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, and and it's hard. It's like go without saying. Like you know, we human, bro. We artists and we human. So we always want. We always we not doing it for nothing. So we look for the best outcome of whatever we do, right? <laughs> so you know. Absolutely. On the on a track called "Fool," right? On "Fool," you said toured on my. Toured on my own damn. Talk about that a little bit, like the trials and tribulations of being an independent artist. Okay. Uh, so that was specifically uh, the Caveman Theory days. We went on the OCD tour, and it was myself, the rest of Caveman Theory, which was Cap, Godamus, and Dolo, um, Jay Biz, Shinobi, Stalin. Um, DJ Dolo, and oh my gosh, I feel terrible now. I'm, I'm forgetting the last artist. Ah! All right. Well, either way, so we went. He's going to see this and kill you in the comments. They are. Yeah, <laughs> a long time. She's a very talented artist. Why you ain't mentioning me, man? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. First of the All right. Um, I had like a 95 Toyota Camry, and they okay. ran a, um, a caravan. And we, we just hopped in two cars and we, we, we had booked like, we, we took like a month. And I remember like I cashed out some savings. I was like 23, 24, something like that. And we were like, this album came out, 
We're going to go push it, do these college radio uh, stops and stuff. So, like, we actually had a good plan. Um, it was a real quick reality check that first show, though, in uh, South and, Carolina. And sometimes that's the trials and tribulations. You know what I yeah. mean? See, a lot of a lot of people don't see the, the sweat. And I was talking to my guy, Hatch. He was saying, like, a lot of people don't see, like, behind the scenes and the sweat. And the, they just see, the like, sometimes the Instagram and, and the afterwards when we post the pictures and we smile and the woo-woo-woo. Yeah. But they don't see, like, you know, the the, 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 the the stress and the sweat, the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. we. I mean, we, I think there's probably, including us, probably, like, 15, 20 people in, in the, oh, wow. bar, the bar that one night. And, like, we're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And then we had days open, so we started uh, the coolest stuff out of this whole trip. Were probably like the side quests. We'd have like two, three days open, and be like, "All right, let's go check this out." Like uh, one night, we went to Portland, Maine. Mm. We went. We were meeting up with a guy there, and we were going to an open mic. And I want to say it was a weeknight. And I'm like, we had been in New York for like a week, and I was like, I'll take a little little break and do a little trip. Let's do it. So we go, and this dude. Worked as a janitor at the local college, was getting off work. He lived like two blocks away. We went to his place. He changed real quick and he's like, let's go. And we start walking like downtown and Portland, Maine at this point. I want to say like eight or nine at night. It's a ghost town. Like, it's okay. like <laughs> what could we possibly be going? We're going to a hip hop open mic right now. All right. And sure as shit, like five blocks down and we start hearing music. And he's like, it's right up here on the right. We turn the corner. It's like the whole town had gone to this open mic. It was mm-hmm. ladies' night. This is genius. Live band, dude playing a live drum set, guy guy on bass, plus a DJ dropping instrumentals, and it's just a cipher line. Like you're up there and you rap until either you start falling off or, yeah. or you know, and then you pass the mic. And yeah. I'm telling you, there's like 250, 300 people in here. And, and At least. Like half of them are, are women. It's like, this never happens. And then it's like the coolest shit ever. So like, it was this awesome journey, but like, I was broke about halfway through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and see, that's the wonderful thing about it because, okay, we, 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 we put in this work, but look at the memories we had. Like, you know, look, like, I, I don't know if you have ever been to Portland, Maine prior to that. You follow what I'm saying? And, and ever oh. seen something like that where you go and it's like... This many per- people, you know, there for hip hop, there for what you, you know what I'm saying? Just there to rock out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what time frame was this? Because did you get anybody that's, that was getting footage? Uh, not, no, not really. It was, uh, I want to say 2007. That would have been hella footage. You know what I'm saying? That you could just sit on. We were lucky. One, <laughs> I think Godimus had a, um, a sidekick. And I think that was like he had like early, an early, early GPS app. Yeah. That was like our lifesaver. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and if he wasn't around, it's like we didn't, no one had GPS, no one had nothing, no one had smartphones. Um, and oh, it was, I remember that shit was, it had to be ran by the government. They took us the most expensive. <laughs> Every damn time there was a bridge or a toll. <laughs> most expensive way possible. This is the way you go. Like, dude, we're running out of money already. We don't need <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, how many spots did y'all hit? You you would say? I would say probably eight to ten. Okay. A month and then like a few um 
radio stations along the way. It was really mm-hmm. dope. Like South Carolina, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Mm, that's where I'm at right now, South Carolina, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, besides that trip, I don't think I've spent much time. I've driven through a couple times, but I've never really spent time there. What part are you in? Uh, I'm in Buford, actually. And where's that re- uh, relative to? So, uh, because I'm I'm normally from the Midwest. I'm from Detroit. I just moved down here in like August, but like this is uh, I guess I'm 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 not too far. I'm like 45 minutes away from like Savannah, Georgia, and all of that. Like oh, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can bust it right up the the coast and get to you pretty quick, probably. Yeah, I'm probably from Orlando, like five hours. That's it, you know, because I have I actually have a family that lives in Florida. So and I know my drive there is normally about four, four and a half hours, give or take, depending on, you know, how, how fast we drive. <laughs> I never like never really thought about how close you guys were. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I was doing my homework, I'm like, oh, man, this could have been just like a little pull up. I could have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever come down here, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, dope. That'll be that'll be hella dope. And then maybe I can, you know, maybe I can throw some uh instrumentals on you, throw some beats. I do my own production. We can link and uh get one of those John Connor moments, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I love to collaborate and I love to just, you know, like you say, just being around that type of atmosphere and soaking in and you know what I mean? Even if I'm not even a part of it, if I'm just sitting back and just you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, man. You yeah. uh, rap as well? Yeah, yep, yep. Rap and produce? Yep. Girl, that's the I got it. My last project, I produced 99% of the project. It's only one song on there that I didn't produce. And uh, the guy that produced it, he's one of my go-to guys that if I'm not, if like, if I don't trust, like, this the only, that's the only, one of the only other guys that I trust. Because every time we link up, it's just, it's always, a, it's always something. We always going to well, make something. There's always those people you got those, like, connections with where it's, like, just, it's never a problem to create something. Like, I was going to ask you that because your 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 last project, uh, Lucid Dreams, uh, Curse of the Lucid Dreams, um, heavy production on there. Uh, who was your favorite producer to work with on there? Well, that was all produced solely by... Fluid. Yeah, wow. so that's like that's assembly, essentially a Red Simpkins fluid album. Wow, the whole thing. I will, I will toot my own horn real quick. We created everything together. Like, yeah. I'm, I got the ears. I, I yeah. wish I had like the ability. That's I, I just can't. But like, I'm very good with how I want stuff arranged. Ideas. What about this? What about that? But he is the mastermind mm-hmm. that. Absolutely, brung brung the whole vision together, yeah. production wise. You know, Absolutely. yeah, and, and 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 see, that's when you that that those are the the most projects I like the most when an artist is working with one producer and they they bring in like a whole vision together, like it like everything cohesive because now you can play you can almost play every track track by track because it flows they got a flow to it. Instead of signing like a like a little playlist somebody put together, like you right. know what I mean, right? Every yeah, I'm so, so. transitions too, man. Like the, from song to song, like you like you said, the the best albums are one you can ones you can just put on. Like I think of immediately that like Chronic two thousand one for me is one of those. Yeah, where, like, yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It's one of those where like, but like you can tell they took the time to like. 
look at the progression and like mm -hmm. the ride that you're gonna go on when you listen to that album. Mm -hmm. Cinematic almost, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Between your experience in battle rap and your experience in, you know, being a recording artist and, and, and touring and all that, which would you say have had the biggest impact on your career? Um I feel like battle rap gave me the biggest like immediate legitimacy and, and opportunities because okay. like when you're popping in rap battle rap and I'm not mm -hmm. talking like grind time. I only did three grind time battles. They were dope. I held my own, but like I was never like one of those dudes that was like wanting to like do 10 battles a year and What's the next event? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I knew myself, and I knew that, like, I was either going to get burnt out or I wasn't going to take it serious enough. Okay. And I always loved recording so much. For me, it's tough to jump back and forth at the same time. If I'm creating, like, if I was creating that album and I went to go do a battle, like, I don't think I'd, my music would sound different for, like, two months. Okay. It'd be way more aggressive. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I just be talking shit. <laughs> Punchline heavy, just. <laughs> um, okay. But um, I would say the music stuff overall has had a bigger impact because I've created relationships. Um, when you create music with someone, especially from nothing, like if you're sitting in a studio and you got a producer there, yourself, other artists maybe, and you literally are going through samples through sounds, whatever, however you create your beat. And you started with nothing but an idea. And then at the end of that session, like y'all form a bond to yeah. some extent. Like, yeah. like if you create that song from start to finish and y'all put your passion and uh, heart and soul into that shit, like that's an experience. And like, I love the fact that you can do that and like not talk to that person for three years. And all of a sudden you see them somewhere and it's just like, you know, and yeah. you know, it goes the other way sometimes too, but like, I think that is the coolest shit because that's the shit like that with Connor, like we constantly kept in each other's lives somehow. And it was never skip a beat, nothing like that. It was just back talking about old times and talking about what we're doing now. And like, he, he inspired me too, man. Like after this last album, I was like kind of at a point where like, I feel good about this. I'm gonna push this for a while. But I'm like kind of cool on creating music, and then those that collab, a couple other songs, got me like feeling ready to go again. Yeah, yeah, so, and it's like creating that everlasting bond, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like you just said, uh, you know, I might not see you for three years, and then as soon as we link up, it's like, yo, I'm on my way to the studio right now. I need because it's uh, you know, it's like, yo, I know I can get, I know what I can get out of you. You know what I'm saying? So. Go on here, send me some, yeah. you know, send me some through the email or pull up if you in the city. Yeah, it's that it's like that everlasting bond. What do you say to those who say the lyrical or like the rapidy guys, like the ones that focus on the lyrics or whatever, uh, the, those style of artists? What do you say to those that say they can't make commercial music or, or can't make popular music? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because this it's a misconception that just because I concentrate on what I'm, what I'm like, what I'm saying that I don't, I still don't know what a hit is or I still don't have an yeah. ear. Like, you know what I mean? So to me, the bigger divide is not necessarily, so I, I look at lyrical as like, you can be lyrical in so many different ways. I think 
the people who have a tougher time, excuse me, making it commercially or making a commercially successful song are the people who are lyrically lyrical in a classic hip hop rapping about rapping. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with that, but like people only want to hear that so much. You got to talk about stuff that like the normal person walking down the street that does not necessarily listen to rap or even like go to music for some talk about something they might be going through. If they don't, if they aren't like a hip hop head, it's going to be tough to, to get them excited about Mm -hmm. punchlines and metaphors. And I love it Mm -hmm. because I am a hip hop head, Mm -hmm. but like, I think like, I think of people like chance, like Mm -hmm. big Sean, Mm-hmm. and like push a T even mm-hmm. like bro like it's about how you do it like even Rick Ross I think is crazy lyrical and like I feel like an- an- another great example is like a guy like you got a guy like Lud- Ludacris who all his song like like all his radio songs are just you know you know they were made for the radio but yep. then when you go to the album he got tracks where he freestyling and d- doing this and that you know so you know the bars is there you know what oh, I mean yeah. And that's the thing too. You, you uh, um, a full length album. You're able to give them the deep cuts, yeah. the 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 difference of the stuff for the hardcore fans. But bro, speaking of Ludacris, that I, what's the last one you put out? Ludaversal. Mm-hmm. Something about 2015. Yeah, bro, that <laughs> album is crazy. Yeah, and I feel like commercially that was like kind of just right now. Luda put something else out because I'd be like playing it for people, and people would be like. What is that? Yeah. This is Ludacris' new album. Because, you know, around that time, we were getting a resurgence of a lot of these guys that we hear now. So, like, it's like what you said before. is like the styles were changing. Like, you know what I'm saying? What people wanted to hear on the radio were changing. You know, uh, the, the, the melodic raps were coming to the forefront of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... You know, a lot of those guys got failed by, you know, a lot of those guys, we know, you know what I'm saying? We know to check, check for it as soon as they come out or even like the push of T's, like the ones that know, know to check when he got something coming out. Okay. Cause I know what I'm, I know what I'm about to get. Consistent as fuck. He doesn't drop that often. So it's like, yeah, yeah. He, you know, when he drops something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you had to sum it up in three, three words. What would you sum up your sound if you had to th- sum up your sound in three words? Soulful, relatable, honest. Okay. Just like I talk about the things I go through and I talk about it in a way that I've tried that get as many people to understand as possible. Because I know for me, sometimes with communicating, like I can be so focused on one part of the communication that I just didn't take something for what it was and like sometimes not get the intended thing. So like, I like being lyrical but mm-hmm. presenting it in a way that's like, okay, I see what he's doing. I don't have to like decipher it, but I see that he's putting his time effort into the craft of it as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Just like soul, I love soulful side, like production wise, like southern hip hop. I I grew up my first twelve years in um, Olympia, Washington, up in the northwest. So I got that West Coast, like G Funk. Okay, the old school, all the West Coast like stuff like that. Got like me into that kind of groove. Mm -hmm. I was a big Bone Thugs fan. 
Um, and then got down here in Orlando, mm-hmm. and it's like Trick Daddy, No Limit, Cash Money, yeah, Ludacris, yeah. Outcast, like Outcast, yeah, like, me like the perfect mix of all that. So like the soulful stuff has definitely translated. Like I, I like music that makes me feel a certain way, makes makes the hair stand Absolutely. up. Absolutely. When know? when when you hear it, you make the ugly face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of that, like you, you better beat face. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I, 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 that's I think why I get so heavy into um, and so invested in my music too is because like I don't even like I write to beats. I don't, I can't remember the last time I wrote a verse. And then it was like, let's find a beat for it. Like I yeah, usually have, yeah. I like to get the vibe, whatever it's me, and then write to that. So whatever I wrote is tailored to that vibe, feel, tempo, you know? And that's where like that soulful shit, it's like, bro, that's just what speaks to me. Like brass, horns, um, a good like blues guitar. Like I just, that shit is like what like, catches my ear, I guess. So, so in here, bro, I, I did a uh well I'm supposed to be doing a project with one of my one of my homeboys. We supposed to be doing this joint project. And uh I don't know, it's kind of I'm waiting on him, you know, but it's like so so he told me, well, if we don't get to it, just use them verses for something else. I'm like, bro, first of all, I don't recycle I don't recycle verses. And for that reason, if I wrote it, it's tailored for that. Like it's tailored the cadence. I, you know what I'm saying. I think about right. the cadence, all of that. It's tailored to that beat. It fits. It fits in that pocket. I don't care if it sound like it go with this. It's for right. that. The 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 uh, subject matter, all of that. Like you know what I'm saying. So I Absolutely. so them just verses just just sitting there that'll never hear the light of day. It's like yeah, yo, if you're, you know, you're at a, a party or you end up at a cipher or something. Sure, you might drop. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. You know, I might. Moment, <laughs> but like, yeah, like recording wise, it's like, bro, this just doesn't. Feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now don't get me wrong. I didn't think about. Nah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I d- definitely might use them verses to throw if I get in a little cipher. Right, you right. know. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got them bars. I ain't heard. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, that's hard, man. If you could sit down for an hour and soak up game from one person in the industry, who would it be? And, and, and don't get me wrong, it ain't necessarily got to be a, like like the music industry. You could soak up game from a, a guy that's at a Fortune 500 company. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? If you could sit down for one hour. You're talking about so so good so on the business side of things. Or whether whether you talking hours. business, whether you talking like yo, how did you like you know what I mean? I mean honestly, bro, just because you started saying like going the CEO route, like I think of like Mark Cuban, bro. Like I feel like he's got a, such an un- unorthodox way of looking at things, and I can relate to that and like trying to find these solutions or like all right, everyone's doing it like this. Is anyone, anyone even like what would happen if we did it like this? Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is so invested, specifically, you know, like Mavericks and stuff, like I love how fired up he gets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that clip of him, you ever seen that clip of him at the where he's doing this speech and he curses and they yeah. notify him that he's been uh, fined and he goes, Yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. It, make it 20. <laughs> like, I'm just like, man, Yo. like. You know, I, I honestly, I, I don't read up a whole bunch on him, so I hope I'm not like praising this dude and he's done some weird shit lately. So <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, you never know nowadays. But, but I don't I, think so. Uh, I think he's business, good. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. but from the business side of things and, and all that, like I just 
he'd be very interesting to talk to because I think his perspective is just like he, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think he like, you know, started a paper route and like parlayed that mm-hmm. into like the next. And like, I never had that business sense at a young age. So like, that is very intriguing to me that like, absolutely. Man. Already- and he always like, and I, I watch him a lot on, uh, shark tank as well. It's just like, like you just said, like how he thinks about, okay, well, I like this, but you know what I'm saying? That I, yeah, so and, and, I'm like, oh, he's definitely going to give him a deal. And he's just like, I'm and, and, and he breaks, <laughs> and, and he, he doesn't just say no. He fully breaks down why this isn't going to work. And what, and not only why is it, isn't going to work, but he gives you advice on how you can maybe change it up. It could work if you do this and that and the third in about a year, you'll be making this. You'll be, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Love no. it. Given, given the solution is, or at least an opinion on a solution or a suggestion, I think that's huge because like, it's really tough to get someone to like, listen to you when you're just telling them mm-hmm. what, like, no, that's not good. No. But then you tell them why and give them some honest feedback. I think that goes a long way. Uh, another record you have bad days. Another another fluid boy. You know what I'm saying. First of all, talk about how that record came about, and tell me talk talk about like like give us one of those days when you were just like, yo, this is a, this is like a really bad day for me. Like like you know what I'm saying. Whether it was like yo, whether it was on tour and we were supposed to go to this next city, but the Toyota was acting up, and you know, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a bad day. We uh, <laughs> we went. We were in LA, and we had been. Me and two other artists were going on a Midwest promo tour with like these, like five or six cities, and uh, we were flying to Ohio, I believe, and then renting a car there. We uh, between the miscommunication of the people that were supposed to have everything ready for us and everything. We ended up spending an extra day and a half in Ohio because we couldn't get a car rented and we were in the hotel without transportation and missing the first show of the, the tour. So that was like, not like, a, yo, like we, not a good, we just uh, here. <laughs> right, like, bro, I'm like, we can't do shit. Like we don't even like, it's not like we could go to the show if we wanted to. The show was like probably an hour away. Yeah, this and this is before Uber. You could just call up an Uber and call up a Lyft. And, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that was a tough one. Um, but I mean, I think like uh, creative, creativity-wise, when I was out there creating, it was awesome because I had a four-hour session every single day. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Because the first month, month and a half, everything was great. Like four or five songs a week, new ideas every time. And then I hit the wall and I had set this expectation of like, I can pump out X amount of music, you know? And then all of a sudden, like I'd go like three sessions in a row and like, we'd still be kind of, we'd have like six partial beats with like a hook idea on this one, a verse on this one. And it was just like, I was like, my focus was all over the place. And like, you I hit a wall, that. you just, you kind of got burnt out or hit a wall. Yeah, you probably got just got. situation where like, it was day after day. Like I would have usually, I'd work on shit when I got inspired or I had downtime. And then I'd schedule like one session a week and I'd go try to record as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I'm there every day. And it's like, fuck man, you gotta like step back. And 
even though it is your job at that point, know that it's your dream job. Mm-hmm. And you should, you know, like, <laughs> it's still, like, chill. And also to, like, not force it one day. It's better, it'd be better to take a day off mm-hmm. and go fucking do something instead of forcing it for a whole week and trying to, and, and getting nothing productive out of it. That's that's the that's one of the main things. I got a homeboy, and uh, like like all I all I instill is um organically, right? Like I just like to move organically. If 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 if, if I feel like I gotta force it, then just let it happen. Like say for instance, me and him, we had been we both been doing music since we can like since high school. Like you said, we both been doing music since high school. With that being said, we only have a handful of songs together, but the handful of songs are fire. Why? Because every time I, every I always, you know, instill like, bro, if we supposed to do this song, let's just let it happen. Let's not, you know, force it. Oh, I gotta get you over to the studio. Da, 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 this, that, and the third. And every time we've d- done a song, it w- it did what it was supposed to do. You follow what I'm saying? Because yeah. of that o- organic nature and just, you know. Just sometimes because, letting the universe yeah. take control, whatever it may. <laughs> yeah, the, like music that feels natural resonates way more. I don't, yeah, I don't want to. If I got, if I can't come up with the verse right now, I'm not about to sit here <laughs> for 24 right. hours and then just give you anything. Because then you're gonna fucking listen to the beat in the next 48 hours, and you might catch the vibe finally mm-hmm. and that wave. And now you're like, bro. You got to get rid of that verse anyway. Yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah, gotta, yeah. <laughs> that's, not that. that's not going on there. This is <laughs> for those that don't know, man. For, for for a lot of people that don't know, or for the viewers that's watching that don't that doesn't know, uh, where did the name Red Simpkins come from? Uh, well, Simpkins is my last name. Okay, okay. And Red had my hair used to be the color of my beard. Like when okay. I was a kid. You ever seen Problem Child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, bro, some of my childhood pictures i look like problem child uh, <laughs> okay like, so i, I like see the red. name red i thought maybe it was illuminati stuff or maybe you had something no <laughs> no is red, is red associated with illuminati <laughs> no i'm messing with you you know you, you know i mean you know i don't know man you know what i'm saying <laughs> bro dog, that's that's kind of funny you brought that up man i got i had someone after money dance came out someone hit me up, like, giving me the full spiel, bro. And it was hilarious because they, like, eased into it. And I started, I fucked with them for, like, two You got to break that down. What they say? Oh, like, the, it, everything you, you, like, all the scams you could think of. Like, he started off with, like, yo, I, I think I like what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, like, I'm guessing you're talking about my music, but, like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> uh, thank you. What, what did you hear? He's like, yo, that money dance track. But, yo, I looked at your stuff. You've got a great personality. You're very likable. Um, I really think you have a lot of potential. And you could be a very powerful influence. And I'm like, all right, this is sounding weird. Okay, so, <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. He goes, no, for real. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, so I'm now I'm like, I know this is going left. It's got to. <laughs> but I'm like, how long is it before he's actually going to fucking come out? So, like, finally, I'm like, bro, what? Like, what What do you... I, he's like, I think I can help you. I'm like, what? Like, what do you want to help me with? I think I can introduce you to the people that all of your favorite rappers have made relationships with. And that is the reason. Anyone you've ever looked up to or who has made money, 
they did this exact thing. So I would like to introduce you to the Brotherhood of the Illuminati. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, hello. <laughs> there it is. And then he sent me like these, oh man, emails. And he's like, you need to hit him up right now. And you need to make sure you are answering all of his messages in a timely manner and show him that you are worthy for the brotherhood. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, it's like it may, but then I go on this like crazy, like creative uh, rabbit hole of like, bro, that'd be a hell of a fucking movie script. You, you, hey, yo. Oh, yeah, you fucking the guy, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, you get kidnapped in the back of a fucking limo, and then you show up, and it's real. And then take the mask off. You got Diddy sitting across from you. Right. And, bro, I'm like, I'm thinking about, like, this is, like, um, middle of the pandemic. So I'm like, bro, how do these initiation uh, things go? Is it, like, via Skype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got, like, Six hooded dudes with like dim lit, like, yeah, yeah, they're, like, singing in Gregorian chant, and they're like, Are you connected? And then they lose connection, like, at the most like tense point of the whole thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, How is this even if this was real? How is this gonna go down? <laughs> yeah, bro, that would be so hilarious, bro. So, I mean, you know, I had to ask, you know, you got the trippy reds out here, you got, I mean, you yeah. never know, man. I just sometimes I gotta ask, man. No, I'm not. I, dude, I like a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. I, like, I like I like reading some shit, and I, I really, really hope Bigfoot is real. But um, other than that, <laughs> other than that, I I uh, I don't I don't really really fuck with all that, man. I I just have a good time. Yeah, with yeah. and just like, yeah, man. Like you said, keeping organic. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. About that. Everything's falling into place so far. So like, Yo, I got processed a little. Red, have you ever found yourself uh, compromising and making a record just because it was sale? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, like, after a while, when you think, I mean, I'm one of those artists where like, everything I make, I think, I'm like, oh, this is the one. This is the okay. one. So, like, after a while, you you snap out of it, but also, like, you realize, all right, well, if these aren't the ones, maybe I should try something different. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely falling victim over the years. I've been rapping as long as I have and going through, like, starting in the golden era and, like, making it through at least, like, two or three other what you would call phases of what is popular and the most right. commercial. You, I mean, you always try with shit. I've never, I never really fucked with auto-tune. I, I mean, it doesn't do as, I, I, I don't know if I'm not doing it right <laughs> or whatever. But it you silly, bro. I mean, it's like, <laughs> when, when, like I would try it, it wouldn't like sound like how I hear it on other people's voices and shit. So like I I like put my own melody and stuff, man, and like just trying new shit. But like you you, you do your own wave, and not only that, yeah. you do work for you, and you so dope. But Bernard is like you don't have to. Like you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. You well, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, bro, that. That is probably the biggest thing that I've learned over the years is finally just like, bro, just make this album. Like, I'll tell bro, I used to rap about weed all the time. I'm all for it. But like, I'm like, bro, I'm getting older. I'm about to start a family. And why do I need to tell people I smoke weed? <laughs> like, what? Like, it's just like, it, you know what it is? Honestly, bro, like, as a white rapper, you can only brag about so much shit, especially when. 
you don't dabble into the street life. So like that whole side of things, like it just doesn't. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty well, of. Okay. I mean, I well, that, well, here's my, my, my answer to that is talk about life. Okay. Because everyone lives life and talk about the struggles, talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. So like, when I stopped talking about weed in my raps, my shit got so much better because I would, had to I had to fill it with something and it wasn't going to be bullshit. I was going to like, all right, let's talk about what I've gone through this week. This situation, how do I handle this? How do I get through this? The good times, the bad times and all that. And then it opened it up to be in like a whole new perspective for me because yeah. it's like that was almost like a crutch for me because I could like rap about all this like just I was good at being witty about yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, and coming yeah. up with like cool ways to say like I'm rolling up the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean not unless I mean you know who knows not unless you was getting that big you know endorsement or you you was uh you know you had a strand coming the, the, the red strand I, huh with I the wish. red hairs in it. <laughs> Yo, actually shouts to genetic brewing man this is local Lake Mary they did a red ale. Okay. I got a, I had a beer made after me. Okay. That's hella that, dope. You see what I'm saying? So that was dope. No, I'm <laughs> with you, bro. I'm with you. Uh, there was uh, there was definitely no check involved, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but just to be able to say we did that, like you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. absolutely. No, absolutely. And I mean that'd be cool as hell. You uh you 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 uh you gonna put out some uh some red merch out here? Or you you gonna put your own merch out here? Or you got something coming? Yeah, so I've got some now. Um, RBLSHP.com. It's okay. Rebel, Rebel Sheep without the E's. Okay. So Rebel Sheep is my brand. That's if you've seen the cover of Lu Curse of the Lucid Dreamer, that sheep is the mascot. Um, of and the concept is when you're trying to go to sleep, you count sheep. Mm -hmm. The sheep are there helping you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Sheep have dreams of their own. Mm. So after a while, oh. the rebel sheep's like, "Fuck it, I'm going after my own dreams." That's hard, and they're out. So the cover has the mascot on it, and the whole album cover on rebelsheep.com, rblshp.com. You can get all that there. You can order it all, and it's it's dope. It's really quality stuff. Um, Dan Duarte, a homie of mine, is is a super talented graphic artist, and he did it all for me. Um, uh, yeah, you can get it all there. It's all high quality printed. I've got some exclusive stuff as well. So you can always just hit me up direct for that. Okay. Um, I usually bring those out to shows though. And do yeah. live because I collabed with, uh, global Hugh, mm -hmm. I'm my boy Dre. And we did, uh, some merch like that. He does all hemp bamboo, fully sustainable clothing. So okay. it's, a little more expensive, nice quality, but like, bro, it feels. You like, gonna like what you're getting, yeah. Comfortable shirt ever, and, and it looks. Dope. That's, bro. That's how. I, that's what. That's what I look for in, in, in my shirts, especially my like my little tees and stuff like that. How do it feel? Is it comfortable? Like that's that's the first thing I go to. Oh, yeah. So I definitely be checking that out. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, bro, I I'm gonna send you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk behind the scenes, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause cause I, I like I say, uh production wise, I still wanna send some stuff your way and, and see see how you like it and see if I if we can uh collab. I know you have the uh breathe breathe easy show coming. 
uh, with the world kind of opening back up, can we expect another another tour? Maybe, or can we expect you to, you know? I've probably not in the foreseeable future, man. We okay. this is like the second show we've done in a year. This is our first show that we put together, though. So this is very exciting for us to put some things together and see how it goes and um, see the benefit of it. Because I mean, it's it's awesome to perform, but like this is dope. We get to fully invest, fully put this stuff together, put the team on, and have a great night. I would love to bring Connor and his boys down and do yeah. an Orlando show. So that'd be like the next big move um, for that. And then I'd love to parlay it in, into some dates as a tour, but my the thing with me going the organic route on the following mm-hmm. is that my numbers aren't there as far mm-hmm. as like streams and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that's my goal now is to try to get that up a little bit too, keep building the fan base, and hopefully that will translate into build back up and then roll out to do to a couple other cities like i'm all about doing like a one-off weekend show or something like that and i actually i think i might be doing one in pensacola which i've never done one up there so that'll be cool they got a pier out there at a restaurant they do live music so that'd be dope okay that, yeah that's uh my wife my wife was stationed there um for a while, yeah. Before she uh, came here, she was stationed out in Pensacola. So yeah, the angels are always flying up there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. So Red, man, what else? What else? Uh, you got coming up? What can we expect? Uh, in in the coming future from Red? Well, I recently got back in the studio, um, and I think I love the Curse of the Lucid Dreamer so much album and i truly feel that like i haven't given it its full go as like getting it out there and giving it a john um every time i perform it Mm. it's a great response i think the music really resonates with people so like my move now is i've actually gone out got a couple of bigger names to hop on remixes like i'm connor's hopping on a remix Mm. um an artist named chewy Mm. out of uh, sacramento He's on a remix of Fool that's going to be coming out soon. That shit's fire. Um, and So then, will you do like a, like maybe like a reload it? Possibly. But the goal would be to do the whole album. Okay. Um, some of the songs, like the payoff is like a six minute story about like a poker heist. Mm. So like that might take a little more time to like figure out how it would make sense to do a remix. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, bro, you just kind of gave me an idea, bro. We could actually make some characters, throw people in there as villains. Mm-hmm. Mm, that'd be dope. So, yeah, it's, some of them would take a little bit more time. Right now, I've got like three of them I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the goal. And then singles. Like, I'm just going to focus on a song, put everything I have into it, make sure it's what I love, it's quality, and shoot a visual for it and give it a fair chance to catch on. I think that's another thing is like I've, I've been in the past to me because I listen to the music every day to me because I perform it in the car every day when I'm driving. It's old to me. Okay. But like then you think about it and you're like, bro, I've only performed this 10 times. There's only 10 rooms of people. And some of those people are probably repeats that have heard this. And there's only X amount of people that have streamed it mm-hmm. to everyone else. It's fucking new. Mm-hmm. And if it's got that timeless quality feel to it two years isn't gonna like halt 
a project in its tracks. Like, and and, and I don't know if you have, but you might want to, you know, tap into that that overseas market too, because you know they they uh not to not to uh not to say that we don't, but they appreciate. Our, our style of music, you know, it, it's seemingly a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? So it's once you tap into that, once you tap into that uh market over there, you know what I'm saying? Fill your passport up. <laughs> bro, speaking of that, bro, you keep like saying things that take me directly to my next thought. It's perfect. <laughs> Shady Beats, who linked us up, mm-hmm. shouts to Shady Beats, mm-hmm. um, a big rapper overseas for Detroit specifically. Um, linked me up with Pete's Beats and Jay Simmons, two mm-hmm. artists from the UK, and we got a track coming out now. See what I'm saying? So, like, bro, see what I'm right. saying? Like, and then Lero is uh, St. Mauritius, France. So he's getting exposure over there. He's getting the exposure here. They fucking love everything he puts out over there. And, like, they, and they hear new stuff and collaborators with american artists like it's it's cool as hell mm-hmm. the the international shit really does resonate man not only that they're, they're not only that once once they get the record like let's say you link up with a couple producers they get the record now they're hitting you up like yo they really loving this they need you to perform at woo. <laughs> <laughs> get your passport together come on we, yeah. we over there we booked you you know right. what i'm saying and, and they and like i say the crowd of people over there that come together for a show is different, man. It's just like it's different from what I hear. It's just it's it's no, different. I, you know what I mean? You're not the only one that hears that, man. That's that's solid. And like though, they're still. I mean, it's coming back in the states now. I think some, but uh, they're still way bigger on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, yeah. You can, like you can like drop merchandise over there. Yeah, merchandise series. Like you got to go. You have to have a uh, like a crazy following in the states. I, I hate to say it, but bro, that's how. Uh, before he blew up in the states, that's where Takashi blew up over overseas. He blew up overseas first, really? and then they were like, like "Yo, well, who is this guy?" He blew up over there first before he blew up in his own. And, and you know, no in his own. Uh, uh, I it's want like, to say, uh, I forget what what, what I feel country. Like he was huge in Russia, bro. For some reason, yeah, like, I, I w- <laughs> a bunch of vodka would go well with. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could definitely see that, bro. I feel like the Russians would like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it, but uh, nevertheless, man. As, as soon as you, as soon as you put out anything, bro, and, and you need a platform to come back and uh, promote or come back and say, "Yo, I got this coming," bro, this always a platform for you, you know. I appreciate the hell out of it, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. You know, we we, I just, I just, I love, I just love good music, man, and I just love positive people, and, and you got both of those vibes, so we gotta link it, we gotta link up, and we gotta link in, you know. Absolutely, I yep. agree. Well, uh, well, uh, let them know uh, where you where they can find you and where they can get okay. your music. Um, it's Red Simpkins at everything. Uh, I do pretty much all my stuff on IG though. I don't have a TikTok yet. Everyone keeps telling me to get one. Yeah, uh, I, I I I got a TikTok, but I don't use it. Like you know, I ha- I have an account, but I don't. I feel I don't like use the reels and the and the remixes you can do on Instagram now. Like that's yeah. the answer to the duets on TikTok. Yeah, and like for me, like I don't know, bro. Like honestly, all the social media 
kind of overwhelms me anyway. So like yeah. if I just focus <laughs> on one and try to yeah. give that my best. So yeah. Instagram's where you give me Red Simpkins, R E Double D S I M P K I N S. Um, Rebel Sheep. The website's rblshp.com. Get all your merch, links to everything. And yeah, man, just trying to keep making good music and keep building, keep meeting good people like you. Absolutely, man. Well, there you have it. Uh, Red Simpkins on the, on the check-in. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much, man.